Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We're cruising on through the Gospel of Mark. In the previous episode, we looked at Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 40, and looked at a cross-reference over in Luke. I want to go to Matthew 23 and look at the cross-reference. This is the same event that is happening right here, but it's Matthew's account of it. Matthew's account is actually a quite a bit longer than this. And sometimes people want to know, well, why is that? Well, because the Spirit's leading them. It's a big thing, okay? And... Uh, there's, there's an agenda afoot here, and it's a positive agenda. <clears throat> Each gospel writer <clears throat> was empowered by the Holy Spirit to write their gospel, and there's an audience that they're writing to. Now, ultimately, they're writing to us, no doubt, okay? But when they were writing it at that time, Matthew was writing to a people who were believers, but they had a Jewish background, okay? They had a Jewish background. So they would have understood a lot more things about the Judaism part of it, right? Then Mark, who was writing predominantly to people who were believers but were Gentiles prior to that. And so that's the reason that Mark will explain uh, the, the Jewish elements of things, and Matthew doesn't have to explain that. But this particular chapter right here is really, really important because Jesus is warning them, just as he did Mark and Luke, warning his disciples in the crowd <clears throat> to beware of the scribes and Pharisees. He gets in quite a bit of detail. Chapter 23. And we have covered this before when we went through Matthew and several other times I've mentioned this, but don't ever forget this. Repetition is at the heart of learning. Okay? And this is important when you see what's going on with Matthew 23, then it goes into 24 and 25. And remember what Jesus says in 24 and 25. He's answering some questions that his disciples ask him. They ask him, Hey, Jesus, when are these things going to occur and what's going to be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And so that question came out of the encounter they'd had right here when Jesus is talking and pointing out the buildings and all this kind of stuff. So it's important to know the context. Of it. So here's Matthew 23, verse 1. It said this, Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying this, verse 2, The scribes and Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, if you read the rest of the sentence, which is the next verse, it helps us understand it. They've seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, Okay, a term of conclusion there. Therefore, all that they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. Literally, the Greek says, for they say and do not do. So what is meant by the chair of Moses? What he's saying is that the scribes and Pharisees, the ones who teach the law, the ones who know the law, they have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. In other words, they are the judge of what Moses says, the first five books of the Bible, the law. And he says, because of that, do what they tell you to do. Because if they tell you to do something and it's in the law, you need to do this. Okay, Do what they tell you to do and do what they tell you to observe. If it's in the law, do it. He says, they have seated themselves and they're the ones that are teaching you. And if you see that it's there and it's true, then do it. But... Do not do according to their deeds. See, the people had already seen this. The people already knew this. They knew that overall, now hear me carefully, because there's good people and everything, okay? <laughs> Even among these religious rulers here. But they are a remnant. We've seen some of them already in the Gospels, two or three of them. They were priests and they were good. And they knew who Jesus was. 
don't do as they do according to their deeds. Why? For they say and do not do. They say what is right according to Moses. Okay, they're sitting in the seat of Moses. They declare to you, this is what Moses says, and that's correct. But they themselves do not do it. Again, as I mentioned in the previous episode, this is still continuing to this very day. That leadership will sit there and say, oh, you need to do this and do this and do this and do this. And they themselves do not do it. Okay, Listen to verse 4 now in Matthew. Jesus continues to speak. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. So what's going on? He's saying they come along and they interpret Moses and they tell you to do this and do this and do this and do this, but they themselves are unwilling to do anything, to even move a finger. And they'll tie heavy burdens. They demand things of your time, things of your resources. They demand all this in the name of Moses, in the name of God. And they demand things that are not in the Scripture. Jesus continues, verse 5, But they do all their things to be noticed by men, for they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garment. Uh, the phylacteries are the things that were in the law they they. The Lord gave the Jewish people, said you need to do this. When you're praying, you have these little uh, cases that you tie to your arm and your forehand, your left arm, and it has scripture in it. Well, these religious, man, they made them big, you know, and where everybody could see those phylacteries. Everybody could see what they were doing. Same way with the tassels. They lengthened uh, the tassels on their garments to where they would look good. We saw that in Mark. The whole idea being they look great, and everybody thinks, oh, how religious they are, you know. Verse 6, Jesus continues to speak. They love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by men. So we've seen this already, that, those two verses. We saw that in Mark and Luke. Now, this whole thing of being called rabbi, that's where I was launching the previous episode about being called the reverend. Here, rabbi means teacher. But look what Jesus says. We'll start on this. We'll have to continue in the next episode. Verse 80 says this, But do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. So what is he saying here? He's saying don't fall into this trap of being, you know, of uh, having to call somebody something by their role or function or their title. You know, and it's so easy to do because if you're a teacher and God's empowered you by the Holy Spirit to be a teacher, and if somebody calls you teacher so-and-so, well, that's okay. But, you know, really the Scripture says don't do that. Don't, don't get caught up in this thing where you, we create this hierarchy, okay? We do it all the time. And most of our circles, in most of our circles, it's the word pastor. We'll call somebody pastor so-and-so, pastor so-and-so. Pa that is really, listen here now carefully, that's really unbiblical. It really goes against the word of the Lord right here to call them by their title. God gives us the example in Scripture. What, what example is that? Right here he tells us point blank, the Lord Jesus does. And then everybody else, you see them being called John, Peter, Paul, Jesus, 
one name. You see them being called and walking in humility of just defining who they are. Okay? Was Paul an apostle? Yes, but he didn't demand to be called the apostle Paul. Was Peter an apostle? Yes, but he didn't demand to be called the apostle Peter. Was, uh, let's say, Timothy a great shepherd? Yeah, but he didn't demand to be called Pastor Timothy. We see this kind of stuff all the time. And let me tell you what, it draws division into the body of Christ. Are you to honor those that are leaders among you? Yeah, yeah, it says that in other portions of the Scripture, no doubt. But it also says that we're to honor one another. One another. And so Jesus is warning us and telling us point blank, don't let somebody call you teacher from this point of view of title and exalting yourself and raising yourself up. Don't be called father. Well, there's only one is father. Don't be called leader. You know, don't go about saying, well, you know, I'm the chief elder of this or the chief elder of that. And you can extrapolate all the things and things that you see today. Some people want to be called prophet. They have a prophetic gift, so they want to be called the prophet. And they'll flat out tell you, oh, no, I'm a prophet. You need to refer to me as the prophet. That right there reveals all you really need to know, doesn't it? So take this to the Lord, because this is just not me ranting and raving here. Take this to the Lord and see what he says. When he says this, do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. We need to realize that what the scripture shows is the plurality of leadership, not a leadership by one, two, or three people. It is the body of Christ building itself up in love as it functions as it's supposed to do. Ephesians 4. Well, I'm out of time. Again, I'll see you all next time.